What's your favorite scary movie? time the podcast where two 20-something lgbt's talk the horror movie of the week real life primer events and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film and yes the titles are puns i'm l i'm kate hello everyone hello hello so this week we're doing the love witch perfect time for for spooky season times we're recording this september 1st aka the first of halloween so yes (laughs) See, I actually, we chose this just because Elle watched it. I'm like, ooh, let's do that. So, first of all, let me ask Elle, what made you watch it? Because this was your first time, right? Yeah, it was the first time I watched it. Um, I was just on the list on Shudder, and I was just like, fuck it, I'll just watch this one. So, it's just... Wait, so you just went in blind? Just, yeah. Oh, my God. You hadn't heard of it or anything? I kind of heard a little bit about it, like it was supposed to be a movie that felt like it was from the 60s, like the way it shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, But that's really all I knew about it. I didn't know anything else going in, so. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, as Elle mentioned it, so this this is written and directed by Anna Biller, who has a great love for, like, classic film and all various types of forms, like the one... The t- and this, yeah, literally looks like it was, like, filmed, like, in the 60s or 70s. I think she filmed it on 35mm to help with that, like, aesthetic. But, um... Nice. It's very much, like, she she references, like, like Hitchcock and Nicholas Ray and everything for kind of, like, aesthetics and, and like, the stories that were being told back then. And then even, like like also like hammer movies and i like i got the vibe of like i don't even know who made it but like the dunwich horror and stuff like like the very early 70s kind of like horror um yeah there's just a lot going on i love everything design wise about it oh my god like the colors that she uses and uh it's so beautiful (laughs) it is (laughs) like that just oh my there, there's so much detail put into everything about it like i guess coming off of office killer like this seems to be a theme we're just picking like women with attention to detail to everything where it's like every <laughs> move is artistic but like that like that um what is it like a restaurant that they're in where they always have like tea and lunch and stuff like yeah and then oh, her house i would absolutely live in yes oh my god i just need to move to like house. some small town in northern California and sell candles and become a witch, I think. <laughs> Isn't that what we're all trying to do? But if I, I guess brief synopsis of it is, so Samantha Robinson plays, oh god, what's her name? Elaine. Uh, uh, Elaine, thank you! I kept wanting to say Eleanor and I knew it was wrong. Elaine, who has become a, she found solace in witchcraft after a, a mishap with her ex-husband who mysteriously died and so she's trying to start a new life and find a man that will that she can give unconditional love to and it just keeps not working out for her because the kind of thesis behind this that was Annabella's intention is about like here I found a quote it's like 
She says, okay, I have a quote here from a Guardian article. She says, quote, the big question is, what would happen if men loved women as strongly as women want them to? The way women crave to be loved by men. Men are known for being much less emotional than women, but in my experience, they're much more emotional, and that's why they won't or can't open the gate. It would destroy them. And that's what kills all the men in my movie, having to experience their own feelings. Like, I love that. I love that. Because, <laughs> like, yes, like, that's literally what kills these men. I mean, it's like a, she gives them a spell for reference because she's a witch. But, like, yeah. literally what kills them is that they're feeling these emotions and can't navigate them. And it literally kills them. <laughs> and that's wild. <laughs> Uh, what what are your like first impressions on this? Because like like I said, you went in blind, and that's this is a pretty wild movie. So I want to know some of your first first thoughts on it. It it is it, as you said, it was extremely pretty. Yes. Um, <laughs> so gorgeous, and I love I don't know what, but I just loved so much when she was wearing like the all black outfits, mm. and then like when she turned them inside out, it's like completely rainbow. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's so great. The dude's tripping um, out. <laughs> yeah, the dude's completely tripping out while she when she does this. And just, like, I love how Elaine just, she has this complete idea of what she wants. And, like, she's unashamed to, like, be, like, wanting it. Because uh, when she does talk about it to, to Trish, um, in the first time they go to the tea party, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, well, you have to give men what they want. And I was just like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, your poor husband. You won't sleep with him all the time. <laughs> it's quite a perspective. It's quite a... <laughs> um, I just want to say, I think Samantha Rob- Robinson, I mean, she's obviously gorgeous, but she is so good in this. Like, she is. She creates such this character, and it, it's very true to, like, Elaine, but also just, like, her very subtle comedic timing in it all. Because she's playing it straight. She's playing this character, like, very, this is what she believes in, these are her motivations, but she's so goddamn funny while doing it, and especially some of her, like, reactions. Like, when she's up in the cabin with the one guy, and he starts, like, crying and everything, and she's, like, trying to console him, but you know in her mind, she's, like... She's thinking what she eventually says, which is just, what a pussy. (laughs) There's such disdain in her face in that scene that I want to, like, frame. Um, And also, I'm 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 gay. I have to say, she's so hot. Like, I got it. She is. Both physically and, like, whatever she's doing with her voice. Because I don't think that's how she actually sounds. But it's uh, just like, wow, wow, okay. Like, it's... (laughs) I I would be remiss to not... This is a very, very sexual movie. I did not expect that going in. Um, (laughs) Full frontal for everybody. It's witches, man. Um, Oh, yeah. Full frontal. Every which way. But, like, it's shot very different than, like, if a guy behind the camera was directing the scene, you know? It 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 feels very different when... Yeah. It's just, you can tell, like, the the vibes uh, and how it's framed and how it's like being shot is so like it was it was sexual but it like wasn't like you know like sexual like i guess it's It's sensual that makes sense well (laughs) yeah well because i mean elaine is nude a lot of the time but like the other nudity we're talking about is mainly just like witches living their lives and so like that's obviously not sexual they're like doing rituals yeah 
But even like you said, even when Elaine is shot that way, I just it just does it does feel different. And there's even I feel like there's like a kind of like intentional play on the male gaze when he's looking through like the kaleidoscope eyes at her or whatever, and it's like this is how yeah. men see her versus how she is or wants to be seen or like I wrote down yeah. I don't I don't need hallucinogens to fall in love with Samantha Robinson. <laughs> I don't have to be drugged. I don't need weed. <laughs> I did just love the general vibe of the witch party as well. How like this, this. yes. <laughs> now isn't it, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of your like aesthetic sometimes, right? Like being witchy. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, did you relate to? Yeah, this I was at all like, shit. Way? I was like, sign me up. Where do I go? <laughs> <laughs> Would you become a witch like that if you could? Absolutely. When COVID is over and I can go into groups again, somebody tell me where I can find a coven like this. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like, are, are witches coming back? Like, I, I, right as I watched this, I had been rewatching Sabrina that were like, at least, I mean, that's like an attempt on a different take on feminism and witchcraft, but I feel like this is more uh, <laughs> successful, I will say. Partially because it's made by a woman. What do I know? Yeah, oh my god, I don't... That's This is a whole other thing, but I, I'm i trying to pinpoint where Sabrina went wrong. Because I really enjoyed it to start. And it was trying to... Because, like, why am I talking about Sabrina? You should stop me. Anyways. <laughs> we can talk about that in the last part. We'll talk about... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. We'll talk about that later. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> well, like, I think, like, spirituality... Mm-hmm. Um, is really like, kind of rising up, it feels like. Yeah. Or maybe we just have more connection with it um, because we can connect to so many different people. Um, and it just kind of like a return to nature kind of vibe is along with it. Um, and, you know, we're, al- we're always thinking more about, like, how we can take care of the earth and whatnot. So that kind of also lends a hand to it as well. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it is. Witches rise. There's a bunch of witches at uh, <laughs> Black Lives Matter protests, and I was like, there they oh are. Oh my God, you're right. The- <laughs> God. And I, I should note this, like, the same Guardian article covers that this came out during the election year. Like, it came out right during the election, and so like it's somehow found almost this new meaning, being like a feminist like horror movie that like wasn't expected but fits pretty well, like. Like, Biller references yeah. the, the scene, like, the burn the witch scene where they're all, like, attacking her in the tavern and everything. And she says yeah. it's pretty Trumpian all of a sudden is what Biller says about it. Um, yeah, this was really, like, her passion project. It took, it took years to make, and she did almost, like, every aspect of it. Um, yeah, she did the costume designing. Yeah. Oh, my God. The costumes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to watch her older stuff that... She made this movie called Viva that I'm trying to track down. So maybe one of these days. But yeah, I, d- I just really appreciate like all the thought and creative aspects put into this. And that it's, as we've said before, like a different kind of take on the genre. Like it's it's time. It's t- <laughs> like I really... Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you think the movie's trying to say. Like it's not trying to be like a bad framing of 
like female sexuality and witchcraft and everything, right? No. No. I think it's so, just like kind of just it is what it like it's just straight up what is it's supposed to be. <laughs> it you is know? what it is. <laughs> Maybe. Uh it is what it is. Um but just like she's just going through this uh journey of just trying to like find the love that she really wants to give to a man and just all the consequences of like even though they're not like intentionally bad they just happen to be the unfortunate consequences of yeah oh the um, cops bad though because they can the cops bad (laughs) the second he pulled her over i wrote down (laughs) a (laughs) cab god (laughs) and I don't know if it was supposed to be set in any certain time period. Oh, because yeah. Because I'm like, I, like, I don't think it's ever hinted at if it's supposed to be, but, like, it felt like since it was supposed to be referencing kind of, like, the 60s era, era with the, how it's how it looks and how it was shot, maybe that's, that's when it's supposed to take place or something. I don't know. Because um, I was just, like... They're taking a long time to connect that she was the last person to see the dude in the cabin in the woods. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, they had a, a full witness. She's like, oh, hey, I know. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's actually set in a certain time period. But I, I, I like when, when things are like that, when there's, like, anachronisms, but, like very heavy influence of a time period and it's just like that's mm-hmm. what it is he's just driving that car from the 70s i don't know uh, like mm-hmm. that's, um interesting yeah i'm not sure huh well <laughs> yeah my, my friend's review of this on letterbox was literally that you can't convince me this wasn't filmed 60 years ago <laughs> <laughs> She managed, she knocked that out of the park, man. I felt like it. I was just like, shit, this does. I love that kind of soft, uh, almost glow that is yeah. kind of going on with that, the way that shot from, to reference that time period of uh, filming and everything. I love that. I'm just like, let's have more, let's have more of that again. I'm over all this so crisp, you can see there every pore. Like, let's, let's go back to the soft glow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom Cruise would hate it. oh my god so did you find some kind of real life or true crime event really i'm sure witches be out there so (laughs) witches be out there um i did find because this does reference like this all kicks off because of the mysterious air quotes death of her (laughs) ex-husband uh so i decided to cover some killer wives so like infamous black widow murderers (gasps) Like Joan uh, Cusack. <laughs> uh, so the first one that I found was Kelly Cochran. Uh, she helped her husband kill her boyfriend, and then she turned around and killed her husband, too. Um, that's what yeah. Michigan prosecutors alleged, and now uh, she was sitting in trial for that. Uh, this was back in 2016 was when this article came out, so she's probably uh, either on trial now or has been... Proclaimed guilty or not guilty. 
they actually fit the her crimes may sound shocking but they actually fit into a pattern of female killers who unlike men usually murder people people closest to them uh mm. the black widow is named after the desert spiders whose deadly female often eats their partner after sex <laughs> act out their anger or desire for financial gain by killing their husbands and boyfriends or in cochran's case both the residents of amy archer gilligan's windsor connecticut nursing home were passing away obviously um <laughs> what was surprising though was that dozens of them died shortly after naming archer gilligan in their life insurance policies or forking over a thousand dollars for their care while they still breathed <laughs> uh, this was between 1911 and 1916 so at least 48 people died while she while they were in her care including her husband uh, when one of her boarder sisters got suspicious and went to the local Hartford Courant, they began to investigate what they later dubbed the murder factory. Uh, police began to investigate the trail of bodies in Archer Gilligan's wake, and everyone they exhumed during their investigation had traces of either arsenic or strychnine. Uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. Local shopkeepers confirmed that she purchased large quantities of arsenic to kill rats. Uh, and police also discovered that she had taken out sizable insurance policies on her husband. Mm. She was arrested and indicted for poisoning five people, including her second husband. While suspecting of killing at least 20 people, her lawyer convinced the prosecutor to charge her with only one murder. She was convicted, but the state appealed. She was retried, pleaded insanity, found guilty, and given life in prison. She was eventually transferred to a mental hospital where she died in 1962 at the age of 94. Her history became the inspiration for the play and later the Fank Capra movie Arsenic <gasps> and Old Lace. Yes! Okay, when you said arsenic, that was my thought, but I'm like, no, that's old ladies doing it. Oh my god. <laughs> that shit's based on real stuff. <laughs> uh, Mary Elizabeth Wilson was also another Black Widow killer. Between 1955 and 1957, the UK's Mary Elizabeth Wilson loved and lost four husbands, earning herself the title of the Mary Widow of Windy Nook. While some of her marriages lasted only a few short weeks, it was enough for her to establish herself as the rightful heir of their estates, inheriting money after each death. It's not surprising that people all started to get suspicious of the happy widow who had a penchant for dark humor, asking the local undertaker for a discount. Oh, man. According to... <laughs> According to the BBC, at least one of Wilson's many wedding receptions, her friend asked her, what shall we do with these sandwiches and cake? And Wilson replied, we'll keep them for the funeral. Police soon caught wise to her actions, and bodies were exhumed and found to contain insecticide. She was sentenced to death in 1958 for murdering two of the husbands. Uh, she was poised to become the last woman hanged in England. However, her sentence was reduced to life imprisonment, and she died four years later at age 70 in 1963. Uh, and then um, more, I guess, more recent one uh, was Catherine Knight. Uh, she had a long history of violence towards the men in her life, all ramping up to the shockingly brutal murder of her boyfriend. Uh, the night the Australian butcher married her first husband, David Kellett, she allegedly tried to strangle him. And then, while pregnant with her daughter, she torched his clothing and walloped him on the head with a frying pan. He eventually left her, and she took up another man named David Saunders. <laughs> he got out. Like like that one guest in the invitation, he got out of there. Oh my god. <laughs> but this, got, this just gets worse. Uh, she murdered his puppy in front of him as a warning, but he didn't leave her until she stabbed him in the stomach with a pair of scissors during an argument. Bro. 
Bro, no. You don't bring that's, the pets into this. That's not enough! Oh, I was, she, she, it would have been on site if she even had gotten close to one of my pets at that point. Uh, so, in October of 2001, Knight uh, brutally stabbed her new live-in boyfriend, John Price, 37 times while he tried to escape. She then skinned him, hanging his skin from a meat hook, chopped him up, and started to cook his body parts. Ooh. She set the table for a macabre dinner party with his children's names on place cards. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Price had been concerned that something like this would happen and had told his friends that if he didn't show up at work the next day, Knight had killed him. When he wasn't on the job, they called the police, and when investigators searched her home, they found his head in a pot, boiling away on the stove with some vegetables, and then Knight was promptly arrested. Promptly. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Promptly. She's now known as Australia's most notorious psychopath and became the first woman in Australian history to be sentenced to life without parole. Uh, a movie is based on her life and crimes and currently in the <gasps> works. Oh, my God. We'll make, we'll make it quicker. We're not ready for that. <laughs> we gotta go. God, what a wild-ass woman. Oh, my. Oh. oh my that's insane. That, that escalated extremely that, quickly. For some reason, I can't get over She was promptly arrested. <laughs> <laughs> she was promptly arrested. Uh, that's his head. Oh, well, that's a human head. So okay, that, yeah, some... you gotta go, man. You gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. So yeah, that's a that's some black widows uh, that killed their husbands or boyfriends. Though uh, wow. no, Catherine really takes the fucking cake, don't she? Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Jesus. I'm still. Oh, I did not know a large snake and old lace was based on a real story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you know that. Oh yeah, I love that. This future that future visit down the road for that there's one. A, this has nothing to do with anything, but there's a uh, little fun fact about Arsenic and Old Lace, because in the original, in the Broadway play, there's a character played, Boris Karloff played a character in it, and they didn't get him from the movie. Raymond Massey played him. But, like, the, there's a line in it where he's like, they said I look like Boris Karloff, because he gets, like, this facial surgery in it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a goof. It's a... Anyways, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So speaking of murdering husbands, is this film gay oh my God. or not? I mean, I'm gay watching it, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, no. Um, Samantha Robinson can call me anytime. I'm free. I'll, I'll make time. <laughs> but uh, other than that, n- not... But here's a se- unfortunately no. no. Here's a segue in Sabrina. I think all the witches are supposed to be Pan though, so maybe we can apply that to this. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, we're winding down now, I guess, so I can talk about Sabrina. <laughs> it. Have, oh yeah, have you sure. Watched it at all? The new one, I mean. No, I haven't seen it. I've just like nah. the first season's really good, actually. Um, maybe because you're coming <laughs> off of like you're expecting Riverdale and then you get this and you're like, Oh, like it's actually pretty, like some shit happens in it. It's pretty gnarly. And then I just remember I've like blocked the third season out of my mind, I guess, cause it's so fucking bad. But like the main, what I was talking about earlier about like a more feminist perspective of witchcraft, because I think since a lot of, not all, I don't think, but like a lot of like general witchcraft stories in pop culture are like women, like, um, worshiping, like, 
in, in Sabrina, it's them worshiping the Dark Lord, like Satan or whatever. And it's like, so they're like, and so like the whole big thing about Sabrina making the choice of should I do this or not is that she has to be subservient to like a man and he, you know, she has no free will as a woman anymore. So like, that's an interesting path mm-hmm. to start off. And then it just goes, mm, you would think, you would think that they start having something <laughs> to say about that and they just don't. And it's really upsetting. And now it's been canceled. <laughs> I don't know oh where I'm going to get my MILFs anymore. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I've also been Summer <laughs> Under the Stars on TCM just wrapped up yesterday. It was during all of Ooh. August. So I've, been wa- I've watched so many damn, like, classic films, classic movies, um, that it's hard to <laughs> think. Uh, <laughs> I hated, ooh, I hated the Laurence Olivier Hamlet that I watched, which you, oh my god. Cut out, they cut out the he, tooth, they literally got, uh, when I realized, I was like, because first, it was, uh, it was hard to realize at first because he, like, fucked around with Act 3 in general, like, he was, like, switching scenes around in Act 3, which I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like... Like, his scene with Ophelia happens before his to be or not, not to be. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're trying to do, Larry. And then I realized, I was like, wait a minute. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern have not been introduced. Are they just, are they not coming? <laughs> and like, oh my God. at first I was like, well, I mean, I guess you could give their lines to someone else. Or like, but then I realized, I'm like, no, no, no. Because the way Hamlet escapes his stepfather trying to send him to death in, on the way to England is he switches the letters so it says to kill Rosencrantz and Guildenstern instead, which is a dick move if they didn't know what the letter said, which I think that's kind of up to your interpretation. I don't know if that you know, understand anything about what I'm saying, but for any of you kids listening, <laughs> like, that's a big... And so you just don't know how he escapes. Like, a lot of things. Just a lot of things because of the... I understand you need to make cuts to the text of Hamlet to adapt it, but it's too much, man. And it's... <laughs> Too, too many cuts so that it just doesn't... That's just not a story you can tell in that amount of time, I guess. And I'm sounding like a dick here. But I think I, <laughs> I, think I know more about William Shakespeare than you do, Laurence Olivier, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, I also, watched, I also watched Death in Venice recently, which is just, like, two hours of Dirk Bogard, like, dying in Venice and, like being obsessed with this like beautiful teenager and it's like because he's dying so he's obsessed with youth and everything and i guess it could also be creepy romanticism but i like i think it's how you interpret it and i don't i saw this like anagram au of it when i was just trying to find gifs of it i was like is that what you got from this that's what you got from this huh i anyway I, spit out my I literally was like, what the <laughs> fuck am I seeing? <laughs> what no. is this? What is this? I, people can not. just say anything on the website. <laughs> <laughs> anything else big? I've watched so much that it's hard to like. Yeah, I don't know. What have you been up to? <laughs> Uh, so I, f- I officially uh, watched the Dawn of the Dead for the first time. Ooh. Never seen that. Like the, the OG. Yeah. Uh, George Romero. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. I liked I it. I still need to see it. I liked it. Yes. It's uh, <laughs> the fact that they're like the most part in a shopping mall 
is great nostalgia and just like want like just remember shopping malls oh. remember going out in public and being, <laughs> i was like two hits in one literally every piece of media is nostalgia now it's like y'all remember places <laughs> like <laughs> god truly that's been one of the nicer things about watching older movies is it doesn't hit as hard like if i watch something made last year it's like oh shit but <laughs> I have nostalgia. I was never on a cruise with Betty Davis, so I can be like, yeah, man, I've never lived that life. <laughs> but sorry, continue. And I just... Yeah, it was it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked... I loved the cast. Um, and the fact that they managed to, like, get permission to put motorcycles in an empty <laughs> mall so you can just hear them just revving the hell up inside the echo of that place just sounds so cool um but i highly encourage it if you haven't seen it yet yeah. i i have to, i probably will end up seeing the remake by by zack snyder because it's on my list to eventually hey. watch um so i'll see how that i'll see how that goes because uh, i always like watching the original first before i see any remakes or anything like that so um but other than that and the love witch i have just been terrible <laughs> <laughs> i got I got back to reading to more of my book, at least, and it's starting oh. to get real interesting now, so I'm excited for that. Um, probably just read some more after we're done uh, with the episode today. Uh, other than that, just been chilling, just going going through it, and <laughs> New York restaurants don't know what the hell they're going to do because we can't eat indoors yet, and it just turned to September. Okay. <laughs> you can't really eat outside for much longer. So this ought to be interesting. Well, at least Fournia's <laughs> just like, anyways. I haven't I... gone to No, good. <laughs> you should. <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm just like taking it to go. And I'm just like, I gotta go. Yeah, Bye. People are insane. So. Anyways. But yeah, I hope everyone's uh, being safe out there and not making stupid decisions. <laughs> Rona wise or otherwise wise. <laughs> Because uh, I Please. go in more insane each day, but that's why I have this <laughs> podcast <laughs> and, movies, and movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, and if anyone back to Summer on the um, Stars, if anyone wants to see my recaps about everything I watched, I wrote about it on on popculturebeast.com. There's some other shit I wrote there too, but uh, yeah, I covered like four weeks worth. Yeah. Oh 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 oh! Yeah, it just came out recently. Uh, the all the um, promo stuff for the DC, like, oh my God. we got the second Wonder Woman trailer. Yes. First, Robert Pattinson, the Batman trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm hyped. And we're getting Batman the Long Halloween in a two-part animated series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Suicide Squad. I'm just, like, in the corner, like, yes. the James Gunn fan over here, like, yeah, the Suicide Squad looks good, you guys. <laughs> The fucking King Shark. So much. God. Oh my God. Yeah, so that was that good. was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm working in a comics comic book store right now, um, and we you can we get to play the how petty each uh, comic book company is because we have <laughs> the back wall that has all the new issues for like Marvel and DC of like the ongoing series that are happening right now. And DC separated from the main publisher that, like, puts out, like, 
all the comics, like Marvel, Vertigo, uh, Image, like all of them, and moved their publishing uh, date to Tuesday when everybody else is on Wednesday. So oh, now yeah. in retaliation, Marvel puts out uh, their new issues and it says, like, um, available Wednesday on it because they're just being very petty towards <laughs> DC. Oh my god, I didn't know that. It's very I, funny. That's what why? <laughs> like y'all New New Comic Wednesday, even though No, no, there's not. No. <laughs> it's fun though, like because my coworkers each have like different stuff that they're super into. Like one of them is super into like Transformers and then the other one loves DC and just talks smack on Marvel all the time. And I'm just like <laughs> over here like I love Halloween. Oh my god, yeah. So. <laughs> but it's good. I love my coworkers. They're pretty great. Um, and I just try to stay as, as healthy as I can, considering I have to interact with people. The amount of people, stop pulling your mask down when you want to talk to me, please. It's not. Public service announcement <laughs> from Elle. Yeah. I can, please. I've talked on the phone with the mask before. Like, we can hear you in person. It's fine. Yes. Uh, yeah. We used to have, like, shields that we had to wear over our faces, and, like, I rebelled enough, like, the first week that we got that taken away finally, so I was like, yay! Because they, like, I couldn't talk to customers, like, because it was, like, echoing inside the shield with my mask on, and the, ma and the, and the shield didn't even, like, it even said on the side, it's not proven to prevent COVID, or, like, That's why when I see someone with COVID. just one of those on a no mask, I'm like, you stay away from me. You're not helping anyone. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> I'm sure so. this is very entertaining for people. What's the deal with face masks? Okay, well, I hope everyone. <laughs> Love Witch is on Shutter, and I think it might. Yes, it used to be on. Canopy. We're promoing that right now. Oh, they are. We're promoting. Yeah, my my store is promoing that right now. Oh, you Shutter. Can, uh, start a free. Yeah, Shutter. We have a little advertisement for it going on our table right now at the front entrance. Uh, I believe the code is FPNYC to start a uh, ex extended trial, extended okay. free trial uh, on Shutter. So uh, give that a check out. See, maybe. go for it. It's I always tell people it's great if you love horror films. So yeah, go for it. maybe can we put that in the show notes? Is that allowed for our uh -huh. listeners? Okay, cool. Well, great. Yeah, Shutter's great. Just so. I just I this is the first time I've had enough money to just do the year subscription because you save money that way rather than paying <coughs> monthly so I, it's nice alright yeah watch the love witch wear a mask etc etc everyone <laughs> will see you in two weeks yes absolutely and you can find us on twitter at horror time pod and facebook at stop horror time pod yeah. uh and if you like us uh you can rate and review us on anywhere you listen to podcasts and we're great for people who want to know more about horror but just can't watch the films so we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks and stay safe bye. see you later bye